are discussing Chris's adventure to New York Comic Con. He saw a bunch of wonderful panels, uh, met some wonderful people, and we're going to dive into that today. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, Anthony Payone. How are you? How are you yourself? <laughs> I forgot to introduce myself. Yeah, I have to do it for I was, you. I was, I was so in the zone. I wanted to sound so professional. The Payone zone. But I forgot to, forgot to introduce myself. Yeah. It's just me and Chris today. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's dive into this. Yes, let's dive. Make sure Uh, it's more than five feet deep, because you can't dive, it's (laughs) below that. Exactly. Let's make sure it's exactly six feet, Mm -hmm. nothing less, so that it's a little mini dive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Chris, how did you, how'd you get to go to New York Comic Con? Um, I am a member of a press, believe it or not. Um, Whoa! Yeah, not only do I write and podcast for Marvel News Desk, I also write for a few other websites. So I, I um, as I mentioned in that episode, Cooper Hood, I, I uh, freelance for Screen Rant. I write for this uh, website called Flixist, which is the film website of Destructoid. Um, and that's how I got my press credential through them. And I also write for Dual Shockers, the uh, video game website. So yeah, it was like, a, it was months ago where... Um, uh, we basically got pinned. like, hey, um, press signups for NYCC are up. Um, you know, just send an application, which I did. I want to say a couple months later, like maybe two months later, I heard back. And then I think just a few weeks ago, I finally got my press badge in the mail, which is all right. Um, so, yeah, that was that was basically it. You know, you get in for free as a member of the press. And, um, yeah, and then I just kind of jumped into this con, you know, just... It's, improvising you know <laughs> yep that's, that's pretty cool uh you're one of like my, my first few friends to actually get into that zone oh sure into the, into the coolness stuff <laughs> like a real press person not yeah. hr but re- like right there yeah, like yeah almost yeah. at hr mm-hmm. that's the okay. so uh give me kind of your uh like your experience on the first day of heading to new york comic-con which was october 4th yeah that was that was on a thursday so it wasn't necessarily the biggest day Mm -hmm. um but still like i hadn't gone to many conventions before uh i had been to flame con the month before i had Mm -hmm. been to uh i went to like a walking dead thing last year in philadelphia and maybe like a few gaming things in high school, but like I, I this is oh, this is like by far the biggest convention I've ever been to. So even if it was at like the the smallest capacity in terms of like um, attendees, I was still quite overwhelmed. So you know, you you walk in, there's like all the security in there and mm-hmm. uh, banners and posters and just like a just a sea of people, you know, um, yeah. but mostly in cosplay. And mm-hmm. I, I'm confused on, like, where is what? Like, uh, I, cu- I couldn't really fathom the scale of the show floor because there are, like, so many ways to enter the show floor. Um, so I just kind of went straight to the press lounge on the, uh, I think it was the fourth floor, um, just to chill for a bit, um, find my bearings, you know? So then when I went to the show floor, um, because I didn't have anything on my schedule for a bit, um, I just walked around, I saw all the booths, I saw a lot of, like, comic... Uh, companies, a lot of uh, comic publishers, a lot of comic, uh, a lot of toy companies, uh, okay. a few video game yeah. companies. So, like, I think Con- not Con- uh, Namco was there, uh, Bandai okay. Namco was there, uh, Square Enix went, was there. I, went, uh, I think I went one one day mm-hmm. of one year, I think, when Assassin's Creed 3 came out. Right. So that right. was, like, years ago. Um, 
I got like I was able to get one day ticket and I went and I saw like a prequel playthrough of Assassin's Creed three. So that's right. kinda cool. Yeah. I, yeah. So there's like video game stuff there. Not it's not like E three level, but Yeah, but I, I yeah. watched someone play Kingdom Hearts three. There were all of these booths with Kingdom Hearts three. Now that is some spicy. <laughs> right. And and so here so here's the thing. I think that was the same build that they showed in Tokyo Game Show. I assume it was because Tokyo Game yeah. Show was so uh recent. Yeah. But um they had all these booths um, set up, and you have to you have to get a ticket. You have to get a ticket to play the game. You have to get a ticket for a time slot. So you would have mm, to get there like 10 a.m. Um, at opening, and they might give you a ticket that says like I don't know, like two or three p.m. And you would have to come back during your time slot. So I got there at 11 a.m. The tickets were already gone on Thursday. Um, yeah, so I just kind of stood behind like a, a barrier, and I just watched someone play. Uh, in in the Toy Story world, and like I didn't know like how good the frame rate was, and like how crisp the the graphics were. I was like, oh my god, I'm actually watching someone play Kingdom Hearts three right now. Um, <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, was it in English instead of like all oh, the I, footage we saw? Was so in Japanese? right, so the the subtitles were in English. I could not hear the the vo- I could not hear the voices. Oh, um, okay. Because, so maybe it was just like subtitles for uh, just audio. That's impaired. possible, yeah. But like again, like I was not close enough to to because mm-hmm. like the crowd noise is just so goddamn loud. Wow. Um, yeah. Like even though it was Thursday, like it was hard. It I was like feeling stressed out just walking around the show floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm not I'm not claustrophobic, and I I like to think that I'm like um kind of getting over some parts of my anxiety. But I was like, oh Jesus, there are too many people here. Um, okay. a lot of lines for th- things for like photo booths. Yeah, uh, I saw. Comic. Yeah, I saw a. Comic lines. Yeah, I saw a glass like uh, M Night Shyamalan glass booth where you can like take pictures. I saw like a Shira thing. Uh, like, was, wait, a... was it M Night Shyamalan in a glass like glass container? <laughs> no, I think I, I I did not go inside, but like they had a little area that was like based on like the comic book shop in, in the movie and uh oh that's kind of cool yeah and uh you know there was a big she-ra statue like right when you go on the show floor which is pretty cool so a lot of people yeah, are taking pictures yeah. with that um cool, cool. yeah and like a lot of marvel you know um sci-fi like sf uh s-y-s-y-s-y-f-y um i remember when they changed it yeah the old one which was sci yeah yeah so they they had a presence both as uh as press members but also they like hosted they hosted a show they hosted a live show uh so they had a stage on the on the show floor like in the very left corner the far left corner okay and they would just like interview different people like every 15 minutes i assume they were either broadcasting this either on who was interviewing them um like sci-fi personalities like oh okay yeah (laughs) i actually i actually thought that when we were talking earlier you said that the russo brothers no 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 they were not even there no No, i mean like people with sci-fi shirts and like people who have bylines in their in their website and stuff like that oh okay yeah. Um, and they also had like a little like a little fan center where like they they sold t-shirts and water bottles. Uh, so okay. yeah, sci-fi right. had a had a large footprint um, at this event. Yeah, I think they're trying to get back into the game of like this is this is for our people. We need to make sure that it's like our people can 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 watch our shit and. Pay attention yeah, to what's going on. yeah. I, I, I think their, their, um, their tagline was like, "It's a fan thing" or something like that. Like you saw that a lot, like on their, okay. on their t-shirts and screens and products and stuff like that. 
And then once you go past that, like, up another floor, there is the cosplay corner, so there's, like, a little, um... I mean, people were walking around in general in cosplay, Yeah, yeah. there's, like, a specific section for... There, yeah, there was, like, there was, like a, like, a changing booth, almost. There was a, uh, like, a mini auditorium there with a screen and a, and a table there for, like, cosplay-related panels, uh, a place where you can take pictures. And then behind that was, like, were, like, curtains for the press lounge uh, i would have like outlets and tables and chairs where you can just like do your stuff and then behind that were more curtains for the press rooms and then behind this uh, curtain yeah yeah and the, the press rooms anyone... is where you uh, yeah uh, so so uh did you see anyone famous in these uh press booths or rooms uh or i mean i i saw i'm not gonna name names but like i saw people who i like um might follow on Twitter, you know. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and it, you know, like yeah. it, it. I, I didn't know where I could stand there as like either a fellow member of the press or as a fan, so I chose to just not talk to them. Uh, but it, it was really great, like um, just meeting new people in the press because I hadn't really done that before. Um, so luckily I had a giant stack of business cards with me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we would just like kind of trade stories and like exchange business cards, follow each other on Twitter. And, uh, it was a really great, uh, networking event, I should say. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that, that's yeah. like, really great to hear. Mm-hmm. It helps you, it, like, say you wanted to move on to other, other businesses and other companies, you can. You yeah, can for sure. Yeah. Bigger things yeah between i guess we'll, like, oh, we'll i remember this kid he was pretty cool yeah and uh i i got to talk to uh i got to meet some people in the first uh in person for the first time so like i um uh for flixus i i met uh this guy by the name of jesse lab who i've like mm-hmm. corresponded with for months but we've never met each other in person uh we met oh. up in artist's alley which is like f- several floors below uh, what i just described um i met caleb for the first time in person Wow! Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's kind of yeah, and, and, kind of... and yeah, and as he told me, uh, Caleb, he he has not even met, met Adam yet, uh, which is even funnier because they've like quote unquote known each other for longer. And uh, I saw that's I, really interesting. Yeah, Rian, Rhiannon was there. Uh, I had met her before, so this is the second time I've met her in person. That, okay. Um. Cool. Yeah. It it was uh it was fairly cool um to actually interface with people face to face like sitting next to each other on our laptops and working side by side is something I was not used to because I always work from home. Yeah. That's uh, kind of cool though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, you released the episode last week, the Thursday one. Did you release it before you left or like, uh, like in the morning or did you do it in the afternoon? Oh, the, the Thor episode that we did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 um, edited that before I left and I posted it, um, the morning before I left for Comic Con, oh, so it was okay. kind of like a cool. hectic I was just time. like, "Oh, it would be funny if you were working with them on Thursday and just be like, oh, I just posted oh, the sure. episode.' Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, how was Friday? Friday uh, was more crowded, actually. Believe it or not, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, kids got out of school and stuff. And... Yeah, so I had to. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about this later when we get through the general rundown of the convention. But um, yeah, 10 a.m. is when the when the convention opens for general attendance and for the press. And I had to get there at like 9:45 to do the uh, Runaways press room. Uh, there was a uh, yeah roundtable interview. Um, so I didn't have any problem getting in, but, like, Caleb and Rhiannon, who were also at the press room, Mm -hmm. they got there earlier, and the guy would not let them in for some reason. I guess it was because, oh, it's too early, you're not allowed to go in until 10. 
and then they had to like like someone someone called someone from Hulu and was like, hey, they're not letting us in. Someone came down and told the guard like, hey, you gotta let them in, and he's like, oh, I'm not allowed to let them in. And it's like, no, just just let them in. So it was like a whole <laughs> thing. Security yep. was like very very strict. And, no, uh, that that normally happens. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not to not to talk about like humble brag about my stuff. But, oh uh, sure. So so <laughs> my uh, my mom works for ESPN, and I've been to like fancy events like that. Yeah. And like she's she's been kind of like on your side, not like press, but like she works for the event. Yeah, so gotcha. she she has to like navigate security guards and saying, "Oh, let, yeah, let them through. They're like my my children. They can come <laughs> right. and they can come and, and come backstage." And it's yeah, like, yeah. Stuff, like little things like that. But yeah, it's kind of it's interesting to kind of have like other authority figures above you, kind of like sneak you past this barrier that no one else can get past <laughs> right yeah yeah uh shout out to this uh to to ron workman who uh, what a name I, yeah what I, yeah name. i i, I <laughs> heard his name and i didn't think it was real at first but he is that the... sounds like a comic book character I like know, a side character that right? like helps out the superhero it's like Hi, Ron Workman. Yeah. Thanks for building my super suit. Or yeah, something. yeah. I don't know. So I, uh, he was the co-founder of Destructoid. He no longer works there, but like he was okay. basically like he was like nudge, nudge. If you need to get anywhere, like I can get you in. Uh, I didn't... That's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy in the comics. That's just like <laughs> if you need something, yeah. I can work you in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, take sunglasses. <laughs> uh, put sunglasses on, or I don't know. Yeah, and the yeah. CSI in Miami theme post or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so yeah so that so that was um the beginning of Friday and then um uh the actual panel was several hours before that so I just uh went out with uh Rhiannon and her friends uh there's there's um Is Rhiannon uh, from New York? Yes. Yes she okay. is. Uh yeah, Shelby who I had not met in person yet but we are Twitter mutuals and uh, a few other Rhiannon's friends who I met for the first time uh went out to, we went to lunch and then we went straight to the Madison Square Garden for the the Runaways panel, um, so some of the quote unquote bigger panels were at Mas- Madison Square Garden at the yeah at the Hulu because, Theater yeah yeah which is interesting because the um, the main convention center is on the west side. Um, Javits far, Javits Center yeah, yeah yeah the Javits Center is on the west side like kind of like lo- not lower west side but like and like a little bit more like south of Madison Square Garden so yeah it's like yeah. kind of kind of a trek not like a trek by new york standards at all but like by any other person's standards who's never <laughs> yeah. been in new york it's right it seems like yeah. it's definitely like a little bit of a walk like it, it was yeah but i, I so so yeah. it's probably funny you're walking down the street and you see a bunch of people in cosplay going to all the panels yeah and these freaking normies are like oh, <laughs> i saw like a like a security to get to work. yeah i saw like security guard for a shopping center and he like tried like yeah, I, I don't know what decade he came from, but he tried to use the word virgins as an insult to, like, when talking with a colleague about how crazy the sites were. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna... You suck, but, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Madison Square Garden, uh... I'll have you know, I have, yeah. I have had sex with more than one person multiple times. Okay. Sir. Alright, well, I didn't want to yell that at that person, but, like, <laughs> I also didn't care that much. Uh, not to mention, like, it's okay to be a virgin. Yeah, um, that yeah. too. Well, that our sex episode was a few weeks ago, so let's move on. But um, <laughs> the Madison Square Garden security was a little more stricter. Like I could yeah. not bring my my backpack in for the Runaways panel. Uh, you know with... that kind of makes sense, though. It's uh, true. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Venue, New York. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, they picked up my microphone, the one that I'm using right now, because I carried my microphone around with me. I used it for mm-hmm. the Runaways interview. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. picked up the microphone out of the bag like they had never seen a microphone in their life before, which I found hilarious. Uh-huh. So I had to check my bag in, and it was just a whole annoying thing. Yeah. Um, the latter, the, the the later two times I went into Madison Square Garden, they did not have to check my bag in. I just waltzed in, in there with, like, they checked my bag and they let me in with it. And then the fourth time I had, like, they told me to check my bag and like the same guy from the first time called me and he was like oh you know what we're two for two just just go in just ah, just go in and it was like okay this guy's all right this guy's all right yeah he he gets it he gets it but um yeah runaways was actually not that packed uh for using the whole theater uh compared yeah. compared to uh the, the later panels i'll talk talk about but like it there was still a lot of enthusiasm in there but like there were clearly like open seats around yeah was there uh, um was there another panel going on at that time? Uh, I mean, you know, they maybe there were people waiting for the panel after that. I don't forget mm-hmm. what it was. I think there was. What a, time was this? Oh uh, shoot! I want to say that was like one thirty or two o'clock mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. Uh, maybe people were still at school. <laughs> I guess I so. I, yeah, maybe like high schoolers. Like yeah, the, I don't. I don't really know what the fan. I don't know too much about the fan base of Runaways, except that I am in it. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can. We'll talk about that more later. But I think yeah. the rest of the day, I was just trying to get some work done. I was trying to uh, write up some stuff for the the interviews that I did about the uh, the panel that I just saw. Yeah, and uh, losing track of time and realizing that I had to go to a Marvel News Desk meetup <laughs> at six thirty. <laughs> um, now, so I... were you doing that work in the press? Section? Yes, the press the press lounge, which had the worst worst goddamn Wi Fi cool, ever. You're like you're working next to people that you've seen, like you've interacted, not like in person or like you've retweeted people. Sure, yeah, the, these are my peers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Wi-Fi sucks cool. very badly, though. <laughs> Which is weird. It do- uh, that doesn't make any. That that shouldn't be the case. I mean, especially yeah. in 2018, okay. and especially in the press booth. Yeah. Um. In, in fact, I think the the Wi-Fi works better in Artist Alley, which is like in the lower level than it did mm. in the top level of the press lounge. It was NYCC. Ralph breaks the internet for the. Um, you know, for the Big. Disney movie. So every time Heavy I, side. yeah. So every time I had to click on the um, the Wi-Fi network, which is a lot because it kept disconnecting me from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would take me to a login portal that was just the Record Ralph two logo, and I had to I would hit connect, and it would open not one but two tabs of the uh, YouTube trailer of Record Ralph two. <laughs> uh, this is so um, gross. So uh, heavy side. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that, why would you use break the internet? You know, that's a little too on the nose because the internet would actually break all the time, <laughs> and I would like lose some of my progress and stuff like that. So I had to get like mm-hmm. very careful when I was like yeah. saving stuff on the back end of a uh, destructoid mm-hmm. um yeah okay. so that, that was Friday uh, how was the how was the meetup meetup was good about... there were some people that I, like Shelby was there and like uh, a lot of Rhiannon's uh, buddies were there uh Michael T. Ford who we sometimes interact with on Twitter was there um mm-hmm. uh and yeah we had a lot of uh uh, some of the food there I was allergic to, so I had to kind of make a special order for myself. What, uh, uh, I have a shellfish what, what allergy. The, what, yeah. what are you allergic to? A I shellfish. Never, I never knew this. Oh, Chris, we well. have been friends for like 
I mean, five years. Yeah, I mean, it's never came up. Like we always eat at crappy places, or like that, we, that we don't is, go to freaking we don't go to Red Lobster or something like that. But uh, uh, you haven't seen me in a while. Uh, <laughs> I've been to Red Lobster multiple times. That's uh, insane. Those cheddar bay biscuits, very <laughs> very good. Okay, yeah, but uh, it, it, it it ended up just being like a very long conversation about mm-hmm. the um, like just just are, are like I don't want to say complaining, but a lot of like dissecting the structure of the whole convention like you know why why can't we just have like an all panel day where there's no show floor like that's something like caleb was suggesting i might be paraphrasing but like um just kind of trying to like figure out like the the mind the, the mental model of like whoever organized these conventions and then we just yeah. talked about the netflix shows a lot because we were like very hyper daredevil the next day mm-hmm. um and we were just like we had a very long debate about Tris Walker <laughs> from Jessica Jones. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like, I haven't watched. I haven't watched season two. Yeah, so and we're I like, cannot. do we do we like her better than Ward Meacham? Like debates like that. And it, that's, <laughs> it's, that's a little. It's just that. You know, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Like secondary, char- like like you know, supporting characters yeah. that are more prominent in the second season. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it makes sense to parallel the two. And then uh, talking about like what would a Defender season two look like? You know. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, it was a long conversation. I had to, I had to head out because I wanted to go to a uh, little private party that Remedy Entertainment was holding. Remedy being the guys who make Alan, Made Alan, Alan Wake. Wake and uh, my favorite game <laughs> of all time. And you yeah. didn't tell me you went to uh, a private well, it, party. It, it was Chris? like it was very Chris? small. This- and I was too shy to actually talk to any of the voice actors or developers, <laughs> so I just interviewed. With other, I just interacted with other press people, Chris, to be honest. Um, Chris, yeah, you piece of shit! You didn't tell me any of this. Alan Wake is my favorite okay. game. It got me into artistic games. Uh-huh. It got me instead of playing Call of Duty bullshit. I started playing, you know, Bioshock because of Alan Wake, which is oh, a weird boy. jump, but oh, yeah, boy. you know. Yeah. Uh yeah, shout, shout out to it, uh, Jordan from Dual Shockers who I met for the first time in the person there. Uh, That's, but that is yeah. awesome though. That is very cool. We'll talk more about that when we get back to yeah. Like I I, stuff, I, I yeah. saw I saw the voice actors. I did not talk to any for for Control Does, d- their new game Control. Oh yeah yeah, that yeah. looks really cool. And yeah. I and like I remember when during E three when uh, Giant Bomb talked about it. Yeah, they yeah. like. I saw the hype, and a lot of people were were agreeing with me. So Ant- anti quantum break, let's call it. <laughs> yeah, it's like people wait, do not like quantum wait. break. <laughs> no, what was the first word you said for anti? Quantum? <laughs> oh, anti, like a yeah. good quantum break. <laughs> a good quantum break, yeah. Where it's like the the actual telekinesis powers are cool and fluid and fun. Yeah, and like, that that's good. I'm and then, very excited. Uh, yeah, and then I got locked out of my host's uh, apartment. So I... <laughs> that happens. That happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I ended up uh, taking a late night lift to. Um, uh, oh no! No 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 no! That was um, that happened Thursday night, not Friday night. Thursday night is when I saw Venom. So wait, uh, you saw uh, Venom on Thursday with Pete <laughs> on an impulse. Let me say, on an impulse. we had drinks. And we saw it. You on have an to impulse. go see Venom drunk. Yes. yes, and then that's when I I got I got home so late, like because it was an impulse, it wasn't planned. So I I got to their apartment late, and I was locked out. Um, even though they said um, we're gonna tell security to let you in, and we're gonna leave the door unlocked. Security did not let me in. I had to sneak in, and then the door was locked. So I, despite the doorbell ringing and knocking and slamming, uh, I didn't want to wake up anyone else in the apartment building. 
I gave up and I uh, called every single person <laughs> in New York City, but it was like 2.30 in the morning, and the only one who answered was Bryn Scherenberg, God bless her soul, and I took a lift to Brooklyn and I slept um, on her <laughs> guest bed. Uh, so that was there a mini disaster, but uh, yeah, Everything that was Thursday night. Yeah, Friday night was worked out with the hits, like after that memory thing, I went straight back and let someone let me in. I uh, slept. <laughs> Because the next morning I had uh, Good Omens on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday was interesting because I... Uh, Good Omens and then... What was it after that? Daredevil after that. They were both at Madison Square Garden. So I actually did not go to, to uh, Javits Center for like a very long time that day. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, okay. I went straight to Good Omens. I got a poster. I got to see... Uh, Whoopi Goldberg moderate this panel with um, Neil Gaiman. What? Yes, right? That that, that seems like a weird host for a panel. Unless Whoopi Goldberg is in it as some sort of... Interesting. Maybe maybe right her now. character from the next generation, next Star Trek, the next generation. I don't know. Maybe but, her um, character from Sister Act. Ghost. <laughs> her character from Ghost. Anyone? Sure. Yeah. Uh, probably not. But let's. Uh, we'll find out. Bringing but, in the um, Ghost universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it was uh, Neil Gaiman was there. The director Douglas McKinnon, who had done work on Doctor Who. Speaking of Doctor Who, David Tennant was there. What? Oh yeah. Um, this is in Good Omens. Michael Sheen. Uh... Miranda Richardson and John Hamm, and apparently his first Comic Con. Um, One. Why was John Hamm there? He and was. Two. He's in the cast. Well, who is he playing? He's playing uh, Gabriel in Good Omens. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Is Good Omens um, a TV show, like a miniseries? It will be a, a miniseries movie? based on the the, the graphic novel. Uh, on the or, book. No, it's, book, it's book sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, you might be thinking uh, of Sandman. But, uh... No, I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of the other the sci-fi show was a graphic novel. Hmm, okay, the sci-fi show that the Russo brothers are doing is a gra- was a graphic novel. Uh, Deadly class. So I, I just had it flipped in my head. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Good Omens is going to be on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was a very good panel. It was packed, packed. Like oh my god, so many. Like most of the people were Neil Gaiman fans, but like um, it it was just in it was insane just how packed that panel oh. was. Movie based um, off of a comic, oh, wait, on, a, no, on a novel. That's every other. You'd... That's every other. That's every other. <laughs> TV panel. show based on a novel, on a celebrated yes. fantasy comedy novel. Yes. Um. Yeah. And then I, I kind of just lounged around a Starbucks nearby, uh, doing my work for the Good Omens panel. Um, I think I've been in that Starbucks though. Uh. Yeah. Probably. Um, I, I, I think I've been in one of the two star, one of the fifty sure. Starbucks <laughs> near, near, uh, the one block vicinity of Madison Square That's Garden. That's possible, yeah. And yeah. then uh, Daredevil, I got a uh, reserved seat for it. Reserved seat. Um, yeah, yeah, so I had to, I went, I, I went through a VIP entrance. Mm, and yeah. I got, yeah, and I, I got a wristband. Um, and uh, I just, I just got to sit a little bit closer, like in the middle. It wasn't that significant, but like, it, it was still pretty tight. Anyone cool sitting around uh, you that you noticed? No, I saw someone with a bad set talent, but I didn't recognize him, and I didn't bother to ask uh, what he works for. Yeah, that was uh, t- <laughs> excuse me, sir, that's obviously famous. Uh, <laughs> what are you famous for? Could have been like a stunt coordinator, so I don't know, but um... <laughs> Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, the Daredevil panel was all right. Um, they showed a, they did not show a full episode, but they showed a bunch of clips. That's cool. Which I, I think I'm allowed to talk about later, but, um, 
Then after we'll that, um, what the hell else did I do Saturday? Did you see Travis on Saturday, or did you see Travis I did on not Friday? see him, no. I don't think, uh, no, I said I, I hung out with, uh, with, uh, Laura Berry and, uh, uh, Betsy Ladajets, who has been on the show, and, uh, Bryn, who yes. saved my life, uh, Friday, uh, Thursday night, and we watched, uh, Riverdale. <laughs> Wow. impulse <laughs> again another impulse and we ate uh ice cream and cookies which was a fantastic night um yeah so yeah i i spent a lot uh, after that saturday night was just me like having a beer with uh my my hosts uh had a long That's talk cool. about stuff so then i i slept really late as a result uh i wanted to wake up early the next morning so i can try to get a kingdom hearts 3 ticket but i overslept by a lot yep um, luckily I was able to make it to the Doctor Who panel on Sunday. Um, which is, which I heard was fire. Yeah, yeah, so, so they, um, they, they did, like, uh, like, they showed the first episode the same time it was, like, being simulcast around the world. So we got to watch the premiere episode, like, with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. but, like, Jodie Whittaker was there. Um, Chris Chibnall, the, sh- the new showrunner, was there. Um, the producer, uh, Matt Strevens, was also there. So it was just like three people, uh, repping uh, the show. And again, None of the other assistants, no, the other stuff? companions were not there, unfortunately. But I guess you know it's hard to get everyone <laughs> to New, yeah, no, New York. Uh, yeah, uh, um, apparently this uh, Jody Whitt- uh, Jody's uh, doctor has a lot of companions like a lot more than three doctors three 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 uh companions this time around yeah which is um, which is a lot more than than what we've seen yeah, in the past. i think Ted yeah, got uh, close to it one time like mm-hmm. one episode and then journey's end had a lot um, yeah but yeah. that's but i that was the point of journey's end uh, a lot um, of uh classic doctors might have had around three companions okay um, yeah but modern doctors like you know like capaldi had two at once uh uh, Matt Smith had the the pawns, the married yep. couple. So yeah, th- three people. Was, <laughs> um, so Chris Chibnall was like, "Oh, people were com- like complaining about the large cast," and then he uh, and I I tell them, uh, "Have you seen This Is Us?" Uh, which I thought was kind of funny because This Is Us has a massive cast. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, and everyone was dressed up as Jodie Whittaker. Um, I'm yeah, not surprised. It's a, very, it's a very good costume. I like the costume a lot. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. It's, yeah. It reminds me of kind of like, like, not a, it, it reminds me of school teacher doctor. Hmm, interesting. Like, yeah. like all the other doctors remind me of like school teacher doctors. Yeah. But this one also reminds me of like school teacher doctor. Yeah. Like in, like in a fun, cool way. Like yeah, the other ones yeah. reminded me of school teacher doctor from, uh, from like the the fifties. <laughs> yeah. Like I work at a school and I have a giant ruler. Yeah, I I I've always I I kind of low key want to um cosplay as Peter Capaldi's doctor because he he has a very like doesn't give a shit attitude. <laughs> like he used to have this very fancy coat and like a nice white dress shirt with like a. And his coat would have, like, a nice, like, red, like, lining underneath that you can see. And then in later seasons, like, his hair was more unkempt and he just wore a hoodie instead of a, uh, the dress shirt. And it was like, oh, man, I, I can, I'm so down for that. And I'll yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, That's so that cool. was that was Doctor Who. I I went back to the press lounge after that um, to try to like finish up my stories before I left for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kicked us out at like five thirty at the from the, at the press lounge, which I was really mad about. So I like just did my work in in the uh, uh, the food court. Um, mm-hmm. found a Five Guys and ate dinner there. <laughs> good, good shit. Yeah, and I then, I met. And then did you? I, yeah, I met two strangers there, and we we had a, good, a fun talk about Comic Con, and I tra- we traded business cards, and then I uh, oh, that's kind of yeah, kinda cool. that was all right. Yeah, and then I went to um, I I walked to the bus stop, took the bus, tried to fall asleep, didn't fall asleep, so I just listened to music, and then I came back home and instantly went to sleep without unpacking any of my stuff, and I slept in my clothes. I slept a lot of Monday, I <laughs> so and yep. here I am. Yeah. Yep. We were supposed to record this yesterday. Yeah, no, I was asleep. Tired. Yeah, I was asleep. So let's get into let's get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, let's get into it. In the words of Scott Rogowski, uh, <laughs> let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. HQ is, the, is like they trademarked that term. Obviously, they're the first ones yep. to ever say that. Of course. Um, so let's talk. Uh, first major kind of superhero panel at yeah. DC Universe. Um, you went to that like viewing video thing, right? The for the streaming service. Yeah, yeah. So uh Jeff Johns was there. Uh by the way, Jeff Johns ripped. Uh Jeff Johns guy, is the is the Kevin Feige of the DC universe? I think he was. I don't think he I think he's still like a supervisor, but like I think he's mainly still with the comics and tv side more so than mm-hmm. them. i i have no idea their structure makes no sense but uh yeah uh he's important <laughs> yeah yeah uh a few other uh dc and wb people were there and they tried to uh show off like hey we, we got titans here you know uh we got uh the, the controversial show that everyone hates so here's the thing so um the moderator asked like so what's what's uh unique about uh dc universe and jeff john's kind of he it was kind of a joke but he was like uh, we have swearing, and I was like, "Oh dear God! Oh my God!" Because um, oh, they showed a, they showed a Titans trailer, and I I was like kind of like snickering during that. Like there's part of like CGI ravens when like that just looked really stupid, uh, and it was this is very angsty. And then they they um they talked about they did not show anything about Doom Patrol, and the casting which was already announced. Like uh, Brendan Fraser is going to be the voice of Robot Man, for example. What um, is what is Doom Patrol? Uh, Robot Man. Yeah, uh, and there's there is they have their own Elastigirl. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Just, you mean uh, Mr. Fantastic? Oh sure. Yeah, but uh, look up look up the um the Teen Titans episode where Beast Boy meets up with his old team because Beast Boy used to be part of the Doom Patrol. Um, so there, there was history with Doom Patrol there. Um, mm-hmm. they talked about, they, they briefly mentioned the Young Justice revival, which people were excited about. Um, and they have Swamp Thing, they have Stargirl coming out, but again, they only just talked about them, they didn't whoa, show anything. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, Swamp Thing? Yeah, Swamp Thing, yeah. Wow, that's um, before uh, Marvel can do Man-Thing. I, I, yeah, I guess so, yeah, because, yeah, the, 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 it's a huge race to uh, get their to do thing. giant swamp yeah. creature? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> um, it, it was just, it was a strange uh, precedent, yeah. because it was <laughs> like, they are trying to get, like, they are trying to, like, get people excited about it, and they are like, oh, we got, like, so many different genres, like... We got like something a little more mature with Titans. We got uh, something a little romantic funnier. Com- with dark the, uh... romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, 
thriller, ro- uh, dark, dark thriller, uh, uh, dark psycho, uh, dark psych thriller, uh, right. dark. Well, they, they showed the Harley Quinn. They showed a trailer of the Harley Quinn animated show, which looks pretty funny. Actually, dark comedy, <laughs> um, like the the Harley Quinn trailer. Then like, you can see it online. But she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, and this is actually gonna like in the within the trailer, like she's like breaking the fourth wall, and she's like, oh, and this is actually gonna get made, unlike that um, Deadpool animated show." And everyone was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, is Harley um, Quinn supposed to be like Deadpool now? I guess so, but it was still like it was a, it was a convincing trailer. I will say yeah. that, and I do like um, I do like uh, the voice actress, which is Kaylee Cuoco from right. uh, The Big Bang Theory. Sure, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they were like talking about, oh, we're gonna have like we're gonna keep adding new movies on the service. So here's the 1984 Supergirl movie to like no applause because no one likes that movie, and they put the poster on the big screen on the projector screen i was like what the fuck are they showing why is that something to advertise that's like such a strange thing to announce there i feel um, like that that should have been like a parody announcement like, <laughs> we're, we we're gonna do this and then it's like oh it's this thing no one gave a shit about like when when they announced captain america serpent society we like, oh okay we have superman uh, 4 the quest for peace in 4k like it, it might as well uh, have been that um, oh god damn. uh i mean they didn't announce that but it might as well have been but um, it, it probably will be on oh sure dc universe yeah online. That, the, the cool thing was that they Video showed games. like how what? you can go like they they they're like certain uh, newer comics that they'll put on the service, and like the the way they're formatted is you can go like panel to panel, but like on the big screen, like optimized for television. That's kind of cool. cool idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. And then they're like, by the way, everyone here attending the panel gets one year of DC Universe for free. And then I was like, that is kind of cool, though. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I guess I love it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to pay for this. Yeah. After that one year, I'm not going to buy anything. Yeah, I started exploring what's on there. I found, like, the, the Dean Cain, Terry Hatcher, Lewis and Clark TV show, the Linda Carter Wonder Woman show, and then, like... Just to uh, remind people yeah. uh, what Lewis and Clark is, because I didn't know about Lewis and Clark, I think, until <laughs> uh, a year or two years ago. Interesting. When I think you or someone told me that it existed, because it was a mid-90s or early-90s yeah, TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, I thought Smallville was like the first <laughs> no, superhero TV show, and no, it was not yeah. at all, by any means. Um, Lewis and Clark is Chris or Lois and Clark. Yeah, you got it. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. You can probably describe it than I do, but like, it uh, was... it's just a it's a Superman TV show. It was kind of soapy, Lois. wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. like a it's like a. Just a drama thing. Yeah. So, uh, but it's yeah, about Superman and Lois. Bat- Bat- Batman Begins and The Dark Knight is on there, but I don't. I couldn't find The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I just found the original Teen Titans cartoon on there, which I will definitely be watching. That is very um, cool, and yeah. probably will a lot of people will be using it for that. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that, but, that cartoon was like my childhood. So. Yeah. Other than that, I wasn't really convinced by the thing, but uh, if you want, let's move on to you want to move on to the big shit. Yeah. Let's move on to the big yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. So Friday, Chris. You got to Ooh. interview the cast of Runaways. So it was a roundtable interview. Uh, it was you worked. A, you wait. So you're telling me you were sitting next to them? Yeah, I was like sitting across. So like there were several like literal rounds tables around the the press room, which was like more like a giant cubicle. But um, uh, so it was kind of like a round robin where they would have several uh, reporters uh, at each table. 
and then uh, they would also have a backdrop where like people with video, like people going there for video coverage to do video interviews, um, and then they would um, rotate the cast members around basically. So I got to, oh. we got to like ask questions like one at a time. So the first one we asked question to was uh, was Greg Sulkin, who plays uh, Chase Stein. Uh, Shorter than I thought he would be. Uh, a little scruffy. <laughs> a lot of actors are actually shorter uh, than you would think. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. It's only the stage actors that are actually tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I set up my my, uh, my Yeti Blue microphone up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else had, like, audio recorders and stuff like that. And, like, we were, they were late. The Runaways cast were super late. Like, I want to say oh, 10, man. 15 minutes late. Um so I, um, yeah, it was just kind of a free for all. They would do, they would sit them down, and then we can sit just them down? Sh- sit sit them down. Excuse me for my accent. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it it wasn't that formal. It was just like we we can each like ask a question uh, one at a time, basically. Um, I asked um, Greg Sulkin about his his um character growth from like being a jock like character in season mm-hmm. one to um kind of unleashing like the tech genius inside him. Um and he gave an interesting answer. He was he talked much he talked a lot about like uh the image that you feel like you have to have in high school, like maybe mm-hmm. from pressure from like society or your parents, but like he never actually felt like he was a jock, you know, which I thought was uh, an interesting way to play that. Uh, I have kind of a similar question, like, about how he kind of grew from the beginning of the first season, and, um, you know, like, a show like Runaways has a lot of, like, teen archetypes, so you were kind of, like, presented as the jock at first, but then we kind of find that you have, uh, you know, a lot of technical prowess, so, you know, a lot, all of these inventions, so I'm just kind of wondering, like, ba- like um, this is more so about the way you played him, did you ever find that you had to kind of, like, switch between the jock and the tech nerd, and, like, was that a, ever a challenge for you? For sure, I think it's because it's a challenge for the character. Uh-huh. I think he, he was was at Atlas Academy um, as this jock, uh-huh. and I think deep down he never felt like one, um, which is you know relatable. I think that in society today we uh, you know sometimes we're, we're encouraged to put on a facade, so to yeah. speak, but that may not be true to who we are. Um, and I think Chase is dealing with that, um, but you know he's he's not the typical jock. He, he really has extremely intelligent um, and I think with the runaways he has found is he has found who he is through uh, spending time with the runaways and uh, any cool new gadgets in season 2 <laughs> uh, fistagons are amazing okay. if I can say that um, they get upgraded there may be a couple of tweaks to the fistagons 2.0 um, and it's I mean as you can imagine, every kid, or most kids, I'm sure, dream of being a superhero one day. And so that moment for me as an actor that, that I put on the Fistacons first season and to see them evolve has been uh, has been really fun. And, you know, you just feel like a badass. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, who, who was next? Uh, I think it was... I interviewed... Uh, uh, Ariella uh, Bearer next, who plays Gert Yorks. Um, and I talked to her about like how she's the most like socially and politically minded character we've seen in the MCU. You know, I I, I cited specifically to her the uh, 
the part when she has like kind of this little fan club like from the feminist group she tried to start and they're mm. all wearing modified I'm with her t-shirts to say I'm with Gert. Um, <laughs> so um, I asked her about that. Like, are there going to be like more like politically charged things about like, yes, you're going to talk about the patriarchy again in season two. Like what is like, what's the, what's the deal with uh, her state of mind considering that everything in politics sucks right now? Did you say that specifically, that everything sucks? Uh, I probably have. I guess we'll find out on the audio that I recorded. But, um, <laughs> um, one of my favorite images from the first season is, I, I guess it was like your little group of fans, and they had the I'm with Gert shirts with the <laughs> Hillary Clinton um, thing. So, I, I mean, like, Gert's like one of the most politically mindful characters in Marvel, and I'm kind of wondering, um, uh, you know, the real world's, kind of going to heck right now so I'm wondering like are there a lot of all these moments in season one where she's kind of like you know kind of ragging on like gender roles and the patriarch and whatnot I'm wondering like season two there's like a lot of personal things going on but do any of those moments ever kind of like still yeah. pop up you know well that's interesting because I think they pop up in both the ways that you're talking about they mm. pop up explicitly just for conversationally but it's also interesting in that like Season one, she was very conscious, but she was still very much in a position of privilege with, mm-hmm. like, her lifestyle and her socioeconomic status. So now she's on, and right. she's experiencing this stuff firsthand that she had never experienced before. And there is a very... There's a great moment where she kind of acknowledges that in episode one. Um, in episode one that I really love. And then throughout the series, she talks about it, uh, generals and stuff like that, a lot, and just in a lot of ways becomes their moral compass when they start trying to make difficult mm. decisions when people are getting heated she kind of brings up from an outside perspective at first in a very anxious out of fear way and then right. later she kind of gets to discuss like rationally what she thinks is the right thing to do which is a hard thing to decide up against evil and then also I was talking about this with one of our writers Tracy of just portraying like feminism now we've adapted the anxiety thing is a new thing that's not in the comics yeah. but I think the experience of being a feminist in 2018 is very different from being a feminist in 2002, yeah. and it definitely involves a lot more anxiety and fear than oh, it yeah. did in the past. <laughs> so that is an adaptation, or, or a modernization of feminism, kind of, that Gert is bringing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good a- approach to have, especially on, like, a privileged character, and for people that are privileged and able to see that, um... So you're like, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> to, you know, reflect a little bit, and yeah. I think that that's a really cool answer. Yeah, and uh, and she she also talked a lot about how um, being a feminist in 2018 is different than being a feminist in 2002, uh, yes. which is when the comic first came out. So it was definitely like a an evolution of that. Mm-hmm. That was still whatever third wave or yeah mm-hmm. third wave yeah. feminine. And we're in fourth wave. Yeah, I think I think I got it. I think that's it. Okay, and then uh, the man, the 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 second in command, the 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 uh, fuck the not the Hercules to Kevin Feige's Zeus. Um, uh, what's another? Well, I was, uh, was going to talk about another. I was going to talk about another. Kevin Feige's okay. Zeus. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know Egyptian uh, gods that Dude, well, God. but I think okay. Anubis is big. Uh-huh. But um, you met Jeff Loeb. I did. So Jeff Loeb, I forgot what order it was. They were, like, in between the kids. But, like, Jeff Loeb and uh, 
Stephanie Savage, one of the two co-creators of um, Runaways. Um, Stephanie Savage also worked on Gossip Girl and The O.C. Yeah, which is um, what we, a lot of qualities we see in Runaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Stephanie and uh, Jeff Loeb, and I uh, I was the first person to ask questions, so I just, like, got my shotgun out, and I was like, tell me about all the Easter eggs! <laughs> it was like, hey, so you've seen, we, we've seen a lot of references between, like, Luke Cage Season 2 and uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger Season 1, so I was like, are we going to get any more of that in Runaways? Because there weren't for the any in Season 1, and he was like, uh, you always try to get me in this kind of trouble, and all I can tell you is, <laughs> That's is my job. when it seems <laughs> like it's appropriate, we do that sort of thing. Okay. We don't, I, look, we're not in the Easter egg farm business. And sure, so, yeah, But we do like our fans to be able to go, oh, look, cool, that's that. Yeah. Um, but it is one of the things that's unique about Runaways is that it, it takes place in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, and and when you stop and you think about it, you know, I'm not so sure that six kids whose parents have, have murdered a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. who are on the run are going to sit around and go, hey, I wonder what Captain America is yeah, doing sure. right now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it's being I able to find that. all the time. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was very uh, that was a diplomatic way to say that. Even though he didn't really address the fact that like, oh, Luke Cage and Cloak <laughs> uh, and Dagger totally did that organically. Um, and then uh, I asked Stephanie Savage about like, hey, um, is there like an interesting balance between the teen drama and the superhero uh, portions of like this thing that she's created with uh, with Joss? Uh, with uh, what's Josh Schwartz? Excuse me, Josh Schwartz is the other guy's name. I don't think it was a tough balance. It was definitely a fun balance for Josh and I. Um, we love to write for young characters. We love to write for teenagers who really feel like uh, the stakes of their experiences are life and death. And in this case, they really were. So that was a fun expression. On, on our side, you know, this ever since Marvel Television opened. <laughs> You know, the fans sort of... Runaways was always in the top five, if not the top three. Um, And internally, we would refer to it as the OC in the Marvel Universe. And so we kept sort of hoping that the right writers would come in and have the right take for us, because that's really it. We we hire from passion. We don't hire from... Obviously, we want talent, but it's not really the first thing. And uh, when Josh and Stephanie came in the first time... It, it really was just a general meeting. We didn't know whether or not they were interested in doing it. We knew that Josh was a comic book fan. We knew that Savage was someone who was not. Uh, and I'm putting that politely. Uh, and, uh, but they, you know, we said, is there anything that even remotely interests you? And they presented the giant hardcover and said, this, Runaways. And, and so when the universe bumps into it, each other that way, where we're looking for somebody and they're looking for the same thing, that's good. Mm, what you say? Yeah, sure, exactly. And then I, I thought that was a really great way <laughs> Which, to if uh, any, that. For the uninitiated who are hearing me reference the Imogen Heap song, uh, that was one that was referenced in an SNL sketch, um, and it was based on an OC scene yeah. starring Tom Hardy? No way. No Or what? am I getting Tom Hardy confused with someone who looks exactly like Tom I, Hardy? I, I Tom seriously Hardy. doubt it, but uh, I don't know. We can find that out later. But, Someone, um, Someone's probably going to be like, oh, you idiot. It's not Tom Hardy, even though it looks like Tom Hardy. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, but that's why I referenced it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I didn't make that connection, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping for your their own um, what you say moment in the right <laughs> voice. Oof. Uh, Oof. It, in the actual, in like the way that we use it now, it's very memey and very funny, but the actual moment when it happened is very intense and very real. I'm sure so, it is. I'm sure yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, it would be very interesting to see it, like mm. something like that happen. So, yeah. yeah. Then, uh, uh let's. Yeah. So that that was really cool. You got to meet some like heavy hitters. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even talk uh, about the rest of the cast members yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. We want to go into some of the other cast members. Yeah, uh, Virginia Gardner played Car- uh, Carolina, um, and I, I basically straight up asked, like, "Hey, talk to me about queer, queer representation in the MCU." <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't start with a big question like this, but I'm wondering because, like, um, when it comes to like queer representation in, in Marvel. Um, we haven't really seen a lot of that. Yeah. Um, maybe someone in, you know, in the other television shows, but like uh, Nico and Carolina is like kind of the first real like queer couple between like two main characters. So I'm yes. wondering like uh, like what the discussions were behind the scenes like that. Like, did you feel any pressure? Kind of um, like were you aware like how kind of a big first time deal that was for Marvel? Yeah, I think we were all aware, especially in Lyrica and I, and we really made it a point too. I think it was always Josh and Steph's intention to write that relationship into the show, but her and I made it a point at season one to be like, please, like, put us together. Like, we really want to explore this relationship and do it on this platform. And this year, we've got the opportunity to fully explore it on this platform, but I don't think we, we didn't try to explore it differently than you would any other relationship. We treated it as if it was you know yeah. any any relationship between two people um but i do think it's it's just really i wasn't nervous about that as much as i was just excited to be able to provide representation on yeah. a superhero show which is not done enough and out curious curiosity i was like hey did you do any research about like scientology or other that or any of that stuff for the uh the church of Gaborum and she said she did and that we're gonna see more of that in season two um specifically the death of how dark that church actually is uh I'm wondering and for for both seasons like did you um in terms of like the cult that your character was in like did you did you like personally do any like research on like real life cult or like Scientology and kind of like applied anything that yeah I've definitely done some research on Uh that and also trying to get into the headspace of somebody that is so enthralled in something like that Um, and I think that you know the Church of Gaborim is also explored a lot this year too like you really we get into the depth of like how dark that church actually is Um, so yeah there's a lot of exploration on Gaborim this year Uh, I guess another technical question like what on set like what are you actually seeing like when you're glowing I guess. Like, oh no, that? it's like we're looking at a tennis ball a lot of the time. <laughs> okay. like, like you're looking, I will never judge an actor ever sure. again on one of those shows because <laughs> literally you are reacting against absolutely nothing yeah, or yeah. if you are looking at anything, it's like ridiculous. Yeah. And there's like dots all over my face. People have to act as if I don't look like a crazy person covered right, in tracking yeah. dots. So it's, it's challenging. So like yeah. when you're looking at your own arm, it's just like... It's like yeah. tracking dots or sometimes they, they tape um, LED lights to my yeah, arms. Yeah, okay. So I have like, I'm literally like half robot and I'm plugged into a wall <laughs> socket and I have like right. a cord that's going with me, so it's, it's interesting. Oh, <laughs> oh my All right, uh, who next? Uh, Molly Hernandez, uh, the character uh, played by Allegra Acosta. Uh, very cool person. So I, I guess in the you know when we start season one, like you're you know you're the youngest of the group, yes. so there's kind of a you know a lack of trust, like a kind of like sure. boy cried wolf kind of deal, like whenever you're kind no, of yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering, like, since, um, well, first of all, I love it kind of subverts the, like, you're the smallest one, but you're also the, physically the strongest one, yes. so I'm kind of wondering, like, in season two, like, how does, like, 
how much trust do the other people in the group have in you? And like, how does that relation, how does that di- group dynamic in, uh, evolve? I think at the beginning of the season, they run away. So like, they're actually like runaways. They're homeless. Yeah. They have no rich Brentwood parents to fall back on. But I think Molly naturally has something in her where she knows her way around. Like she, she knows how to handle herself on her own. She's ready to take on this superhero like role. And they don't know it yet. Like throughout the whole season. You can see how Molly kind of leads the group in certain areas. They don't say it, and they realize when she's gone, they have no idea what to do. Like, because Molly, they don't trust her, but she's kind of the glue. She's kind of that young, innocent girl who's, like, really positive and believes in herself that she makes the group feel unstoppable at some times. Um, so that dynamic is kind of translated over the course of season two of, like, when Molly grows up a little bit and she gets more physically and mentally, like, prepared to take on the world. They're like, oh, my God, Molly's not a little girl anymore. Like, she's grown. She's coming. <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. And then, uh, finally, the last person I talked to was uh, Renzi Felice, who plays Alex Wilder, and I was, I was asking him, um, um, like, did you, does your character feel any jealousy from being, like, the only one without powers or abilities or talents? But, like, because he never really expressed any sort of jealousy in season one, so I'm just wondering, like, as he sees, um, as he sees his, his friends kind of develop their powers through season two, like, how does he feel just kind of watching that, like, kind of on the sideline, I guess? Um, no, I, I don't think he. I don't think he does see it as. Oh, I wish I had some. I do for sure. But sure. I think he. I think he gets it. Like I said, I think yeah. he understands where, how he helps, and he helps yeah. through using his brain and making yeah. decisions and making kind of uh, the strategy behind it all. And that's uh, he understands that. Does he become more like a, of a leader in season two in that regard? Um, I feel like if anyone may become more of a leader, it would be Nico. Okay. Uh, a bit yeah. less, at least less, less so Alex. Um, sure. So especially towards the beginning, they sort of give him a you know a couple elbows. Uh, they they kind of put him down a bit, and he okay. sort of in a way he ostracizes himself as well as them sort of ostracizing him. Uh, it's kind of t- team and Alex at the very beginning yeah. of season two, and um, yeah. So in a way, so I wouldn't say he's necessarily the leader sure. anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is that is freaking awesome. You're able to to you're you're meeting the heavy hitters. Oh yeah. I mean you're you're. You're getting close. You're mm-hmm. getting close to. You're moving up the the Mount Olympus of <laughs> the MCU again with the freaking metaphors over here. Like, ne- <laughs> next, you're gonna next you're gonna talk to like maybe like the next step, like big milestone, Tom Holland, and then <laughs> after that, Brie Larson, and then after that, the daddy himself, Kevin Feige, and then after that, I'll talk to. Uh talk to the president of the United States after that no, I'll no, talk no, to uh, no you're gonna be no you're gonna be in a movie I'll talk to God I'll talk <laughs> to um I'll talk we'll, we'll to all get to do that bud okay all right <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of religion uh do you want to talk about good omens for a bit or or no we already talked about it yeah, we we we, we we can just move on to Jerable since I think I, I talked enough about good. Omens. The good omens panel is very good. Check out my article on the Structoid about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think okay, Daredevil cool. is more what this audience will want to hear about, though. Yes, yes, yeah. Daredevil season three coming yeah. out in one week. Yeah. So, um, it, <laughs> um, so we all speculated who like the new bad guy of season three. Oh would yeah, be, it's right? gonna be Bullseye. Yeah, so they were like they they, they so they straight up called it the worst kept secret by by Marvel like ever, which I don't, <laughs> probably not not like 
100% true, but, like, it was very badly kept secret because it was just very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, pretty much everyone was there. So, uh, Charlie Cox was there. Um, Vince D'Onofrio was there. Awesome. Um, uh, Deborah Ann Wall was there. Eldon Henson was there. Uh, and all the new characters, like, uh, Joanne Wally, who plays Sister Maggie, was there. Um, uh, the the two FBI agents, there's Agent Nadine, played by Jay Alley, and, uh, Dex, played by Wilson, uh, Bethel, I think that's how you pronounce his name, but he is the, he is the guy who eventually becomes, uh, Bullseye. And, yeah, so they, they showed a lot of cool clips from, from, um from that show. I'm not sure does, how much... Does Bullseye put on the special garb? So there is a trailer that came out online that they showed at the panel, and, like, at one point he puts on a hat with that logo on it. But, like, they... they, they I don't think they're going to actually say Bullseye. Or, like, at least, unless... Like, not in an official capacity. Maybe at, like, a tongue-in-cheek capacity. But, um... The same way they said, like, Wilson Fist doesn't call himself Kingpin and wears, like, the white suit yet. Um, well, they do say we're going after the kingpin, and kingpin is a cop, oh, sure. like, yeah. like they they have the that deck of cards yeah, in season yeah, one yeah. where it's like he's the king. Yeah. Um. um yeah. So so they, uh, I won't say details about uh the clips because I'm not sure if I'm going to be breaking any embargo or anything like that. But like there there were parts where they clearly demonstrated like bullseyes like accuracy <laughs> and skill set. So there was one clip they showed, and it was it was totally obvious, even though they didn't say it yet, that he was totally bullseye. Yeah, yeah. So at that, so, that, so it, they they kind yeah. of just kept leading up to it, and like they were like kind of having cold feet about saying it out loud, but eventually, uh, Wilson said like, "Oh yeah, I'm 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 gonna be bullseye," and then everyone started cheering. Charlie Cox stood up, got a marker out, and drew a bullseye on his forehead. <laughs> that was really funny. So 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 does that 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 raises the question. Um, Who's um, who's gonna be a better bullseye, uh, him or Colin, Colin Farrell? Farrell? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I have not seen that movie in a long time, so I couldn't really. In, in <laughs> class, you'd show us multiple clips from that Daredevil. Yeah, uh, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't make a. Uh, I couldn't make an informed uh, prediction from that. But uh, I will say they showed one fight scene between Daredevil and Bullseye, and it was like I won't describe what happened because it was amazing, but it was amazing. Um, is it is it up to the caliber that you would see with Daredevil? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh man, I wish was I could. It da- like, was it Daredevil season one or Daredevil season two? I season one, I'd say. I wish Good. I could just. I wish I could describe to you like the the actual details of that fight, but it was so good. That's awesome. Um, and then they teased that there will be another hallway fight scene, which you can kind of see in the new trailer. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Oh yeah, we we topped the season one one." Uh, I was like, "Okay, if you say so." Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty much Daredevil in a nutshell. I liked, um, you know, Eric Olson talked about, um, how the season is about conquering fear, you know, like Daredevil's the man without fear, but like, this is about conquering fear, fear. And the phrase he used was interesting. He said, it's about conquering fear and the narcissistic tyrants who weaponize it. Hmm. 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 Very heavy. Hmm. Yeah. I what wonder could that who that's mean? reference to. Did yeah. you chuckle when he said that? Uh, a little bit. I mean, like, did no, other people laugh? It didn't. Did it I... didn't really catch everyone the same way it did me. It because oh, he didn't. He didn't say Mr. it so overtly. Like, um, Wait, it, it wasn't. Sorry. What's that? What was the last thing you said? Sorry. Like, it, it, I, I, 
people didn't catch it as like as yeah. It wasn't as overt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was not as overt as John Hamm describing Gabriel in Good Omens, where he was saying like, um, yeah, Gabriel is like a really he's like a really bad boss. Basically, he's like someone who always thinks he's right, but he's never right, and he like. He like took so many. He's the bad guy he of took, the show. He wow. took so he took many pauses, and like people started laughing because they knew exactly who he was talking about. Yeah. Um. But like th- this moment in the Daryl panels was not exactly like that. So narcissistic um, people that use fear. Hmm. Yeah. I so, wonder who. Who so, possibly? Yeah. No, anyone I, I no in idea. the real world. Could he be referencing? It, it could be a lot of people, actually, could, if we're being honest. But uh... <laughs> if we are being honest, it could be a lot of people. But yeah. who does everyone know? Mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is, is who he was talking. Oh, about, okay. But, uh... Yeah. So, so the, the when he was talking about uh, Fisk, Wilson Fisk, mm-hmm. and uh, Bullseye, like the uh, relationship. The, the whole thesis question was like, uh, how can you turn someone um, who has the potential to be good and be productive to society? Because Bullseye is a an FBI agent, a very skilled FBI agent. Um, what happens when a force of evil like Wilson Fisk uh, also turns him evil, you know? So, like, it, it's kind of like this origin story of corruption, which I think could be interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they have like a lone little trailer for him. his name is uh is uh I forget his first uh, Point Dexter is his actual name um or Dex but we all we will know him as Bullseye I guess but yeah no ninjas like season two I didn't see any Thank ninjas there God. <laughs> no more ninjas yeah, yeah had it enough with those ninjas yeah um yeah. so that that's that's uh. I don't want to get too much into Doctor Who because that's a little too off topic, but you can read my thoughts about that on Destructoid. Mm-hmm. But uh, wow. that, that was pretty much all that in a nutshell, I guess. That's awesome, though, bud. Yeah. This is yeah. this is the big leagues now. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it was very exhausting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But I survived. If I go through the rest of the week and I don't feel sick, then I am the most powerful person alive. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, any any other questions you have for me, Anthony? <sighs> um, not that I can think of. Uh, <laughs> unless I'm missing something that you definitely want to talk about. Um, uh, I have one final question. Go ahead. How was Venom? Anthony, we will have another episode next week about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who... So you've seen it. You've seen it, right? It was very, very, like... Imagine if they made The Room but for superhero movies. That that's actually, that's kind of bad. like maybe not the way it was made, but the way you experienced watching in the theater. It was yeah, very Tommy Wiseau like this is like polished. Like yeah. oh, well, I wouldn't say <laughs> polished, but polished in the sense that this is a triple A movie. This right. is not a some, big studio. Yeah, this is not some schmuck with a TV <laughs> camera. Uh, this is an actual this is an actual <laughs> TV studio with like a budget. Um, right. Who actually made uh, Venom look really cool, and the fight scenes were actually really cool. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. 
That like that's the only good quality of this movie, and that's why I would call it the room of superhero movies compared to that's like accurate, your yeah. Daredevil and your Catwoman and your Batman <laughs> Returns. Like Batman and Robin, you mean? Batman, Batman Returns well, is pretty damn good. Batman, what's the one with what's the one with uh uh Mr. Freeze? Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Yeah, Batman and Robin. Okay. Yeah. See, like that's campy. This isn't campy. It was a little bit, though. I don't know. Yeah, let's not let's not dwell on it too much because yeah, we we'll gotta talk more let's, about let's, it let's wrap this up. Yeah, I don't know let's... who else. Could, I we've both seen. It. I don't know who else is going to be in this episode, but um... uh, maybe Thomas saw it. Um... <laughs> I don't think he wants to see it. Um, I want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't give them more money. Yeah. Well... <laughs> oh man! All right, Tony. All right, want to wrap this up? Let's wrap. No, this let's up. finish this. Let's yeah. um. So, Chris, you had a fantastic, fantastic little weekend at New York. I'd Comic-Con. say so. That's yeah. That's awesome. We'll hope to see more interview stuff from you in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, where can we find you, Chris? You can find me at Compenderizer on Twitter dot com. Yeah. Follow. Uh, check out all those other uh, Twitter mutuals that Chris met up with at Comic Con. Maybe yeah, you'll see cool stuff dudes. that that was retweeted. Mm-hmm. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, you can follow me at the Pizza Taco. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, we got a Patreon. We got a uh, Patreon. Yeah, uh, uh, we, we should yeah. let people know about these meetups too. Uh, yeah, I, I put that in the. I, I like inserted that in the end of the last episode, the beginning at the la- of the last episode. Okay, but uh, yeah, we thought we should have more meetups. That would be cool. Yeah, we should have more meetups. Yeah, um, but like. Most of AP Marvel is kind of scattered, and most of Marvel News Desk is kind of all over the place. But like mm-hmm. a New York meetup would be kind of cool, sure. If we can uh, again, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. May, uh, next week, um, we have some cool stuff planned. <laughs> no, I mean, we have like we have a couple of cool podcast ideas down, like episode ideas down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also need some like filler space because we're gonna hit. We're y'all, gonna be y'all hit. recorded a two part thing without me. We did, we did. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get, we'll delve into that. That's that's sure. kind of like um, it's kind of like a um, existential view on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Good. That that fits in perfectly with the <laughs> with the premise of this podcast. Yeah, so um, that will be kind of interesting. We'll uh, we'll, we'll you'll see it. I mean, you probably will have already. Wait, no, you'll hear no. it in a week. No, in a week after. Yeah, because. Yep. We're going to be doing this episode's coming out this Thursday, mm-hmm. and then the Venom's going to coming out the next uh, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Hoo, hoo, hoo ha! Uh, sh- we're not going to do an episode on Aquaman, right? Please, for the love of God, no. We'll we'll talk about that at some point. Oh, whisper! <laughs> <laughs> oh, whisper! Wrap oh, it up, Tony. Uh, Wrap it up. All right, gotta, all right. Let him go. Yeah, let's uh, let's. All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Steve Moller, for the music. Thank you. And thank you, uh, I can't, uh, who did the, who did the, who did the new updated, uh, Charles, image? Charles Villanueva, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for the updated image, it's very, 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 very nice.